Hey, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Build Your Tribe. In today's episode, I have the honor and privilege of interviewing Brett Shuford. Brett Shuford is a longtime friend and one of my favorite people to follow on social media, but also he's an actor and certified life coach and a career coach. And specifically, he works with creatives to help build their personal brand so that they can make a bigger impact and income while doing what they love. His Broadway credits include Wicked, The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and many more. He's also the owner of Broadway Life Apparel, and he's one half of the dynamic duo known as the Broadway Husbands, who you can follow on Instagram across really all social medias, and they have a podcast. They're a powerhouse couple. My fiance, Taylor, they are some of our favorite people on the planet, and I'm super excited to have him on today because I think so much on Build Your Tribe, and really just within the business world, if I can speak more broadly here, we speak a lot to what maybe we could call like the traditional entrepreneur or the service-based entrepreneur, the person who has a product or a service, they're kind of teaching something, or they're going to help you figure out this problem. And we don't necessarily talk as much about the creative type entrepreneurs, the people who are, you know, doing ceramics and they're making art or they're painting or maybe they're singers or they're pop stars or they're dancers. I think that, yes, there's a lot of principles of business and social media and marketing that apply to all people, regardless of your exact industry or niche. But I also think that the creative entrepreneur, the person who has this skill or craft that they are selling or kind of putting on display, there are some things that they need to do different. And so that's what I'm really excited to talk about in today's episode. And if you're listening right now and you're about to pull out your earphones, you're about to change to a different episode because you're thinking, oh, well, I'm not an actor or, you know, I don't do anything creative. I still think that this episode is very important for you to listen to as we get into some topics about like having a side business or having a plan B or, you know, how to build these different revenue streams so that you're ready for the unexpected, you know, prepare and expect the unexpected. That's something that we talk about all the time here at Build Your Tribe. And it's something that unfortunately, Brett and his husband, Stephen came face to face with in 2020. They were dancers and actors on Broadway, working in the public arena in New York City, one of the hardest hit locations early in the pandemic. Their entire world was flipped upside down. Most theaters are still closed to this day. So Having a plan B, having a side hustle, building multiple streams of income is something that Brett and his husband had to be proficient in, in order to survive the year that was 2020. So it is my honor and absolute pleasure to introduce to you, dear friend of mine, certified life and career coach, Brett Shuford. Hey, Brett, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Brock, I'm honored to be here. So, so excited to have you. You are one of my favorite people on the planet. You're also one of my fiance's favorite people on the planet, you and your husband. We adore you. So excited that you are here today. And I hope that everyone listening can hear the joy that you bring through your voice through this podcast. And if not, definitely they should be following you already. If not, we'll put your username and your husband's username and the Broadway husband's username and all that in the show notes so that they can follow you guys. Let's start there and let's talk about some of the different revenue streams that you have for yourself and that you and your husband have together and even that he has himself. Sure. Well, primarily, we both have made our living as performers. I was in the Broadway cast of Wicked when the shutdown happened last year. Stephen had been a 
ballet dancer with New York City Ballets. He was a principal there for 13 years and then transitioned into musical theater, had done Billy Elliot, and then his last Broadway show was Hello, Dolly! with Bette Midler. So that's been our primary income stream. I became a certified life coach in 2015, and so I had started this side hustle business coaching primarily actors, which transitioned on kind of naturally into working with other artists and creatives, how to manage business because a lot of artists and actors aren't trained how to run a business. They're just trained how to be really good at their craft. And so there's a lot of catch up that happens. And I was always naturally really good at that. So that was something that I had started. Steven, of course, had naturally started teaching ballet. And I managed that. Plus, we have an apparel line called Broadway Life Apparel. And we had always just kind of had those things going, those entrepreneurial things going. And then we started an Instagram account called Broadway Husbands. In 2017, we started it. And Broadway Husbands quickly has grown. We have almost 52,000 followers on Instagram. We were doing YouTube videos. We have a blog. We have a podcast. So that has become another revenue stream and that we're getting sponsorships and partnerships. And thank God, I mean, seriously, in all ways, I mean that like when the shutdown happened last year, everyone we know on Broadway was out of work Mm -hmm. from stagehands to performers and wicked shut down. And thank God I had these, we had these income streams. We were able to then just take them full time. And Steven now teaches private ballet classes virtually, and he teaches some group stuff. And I'm coaching privately one-on-one. And we're creating content on the daily on Broadway Husbands, as you know. So it's not effortless, but it's super fun and creative. And it's something that I'm super proud of. Yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about that content creation thing. You each have an Instagram account. You have the Instagram account together, the Broadway Husbands. YouTube, blog, podcast. How do you keep up with all of that content production? I know it's something we've talked about off air, but how do you keep up with all of that? Well, I will tell you this. Sometimes you drop the ball. Like, you know, and I think as an artist, we are both used to knowing and trusting that like sometimes things, something's going to take a back seat because when you're an artist and a creative, you always things pop up and things change. You book a job, you got to fly out of town, you got to get to LA and shoot something, whatever it is. So you're kind of used to like readjusting as things go. And we trust that we will get back to the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I have been seeing your content. You've been talking about you and Taylor doing your vlog. And it's the same thing. Like we'll get back to it when we have a moment and just trusting that your audience will be there. And you know you have to put the energy where you don't make yourself crazy. And then of course, you know, eventually you're making enough money to have a team. So for me, with my coaching business, I go live once a week. I then have somebody who chops that up into content for my Instagram. Then we chop that up and put it on YouTube. And so I can multi-purpose one piece of content, but I would not be able to do that without having somebody on my team. And as you know, like that's a mindset thing. Like saving time from editing and doing the stuff that I know that I I don't love to do. Mm-hmm. Like our podcast, we don't edit that. We have people that manage that. They post it. We just create the show notes. And we wouldn't have a podcast if we didn't have those people. Yeah. That's just the truth. 
So, I mean, that's really kind of, I think first the mindset is just knowing like sometimes you're not going to be able to do it all. Like start strong with one thing and eventually you'll be able to expand in, into others. Yeah, absolutely. I hear you on that and I, and I agree. I wouldn't be able to post on YouTube. I wouldn't have YouTube videos if it wasn't for having a YouTube manager. Like that's absolutely true. How did you know that you were ready to make that hire? Because I think for anyone listening, creative or non-creative, no matter what industry you're in, that's a scary step to take, right? You know, like hiring someone, hiring someone to manage the podcast or to chop up your weekly lives. How did you know that it was the right time or did you know that it was the right time to hire somebody to help you? If you're thinking about hiring somebody, you should have already hired that person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because... Honestly, if you're feeling burnt out and, and stressed, and which I was at times, and doing eight shows a week on Broadway, trying to manage a business and all of that is not for the faint of heart. And so sometimes, you know, the scary thing is that sometimes you don't hire the right person and you have to figure that out, but at least get started because having one person at least take one thing off your plate yeah. can free up so much time to just stay consistent and continue to build your audience and in your business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also then that it frees you up to do more of what you're really good at and what you love to do and like what brings you joy and what fulfills you. So I absolutely agree. What's the biggest misconception specifically for artists and creatives about finding a side business or a side hustle, whatever you want to refer to it as? What's like the biggest thing that is a misconception they might have? Well, I can speak from people in the theater world but I do think it resonates through other crafts. And that is that by somehow building a side hustle, you're taking away Mm. from your artistic hustle and that the two can't exist together. In fact, I had a big Broadway producer one time say to me, I mean, he's huge. He runs like a major corporate entity. And I said to him, I really would love to produce. I'd love to create and put work out into the world, what do I need to do? And he said to me, the first thing you need to do is make a decision to quit acting. And I remember leaving that meeting really perplexed, like, oh God, can I make that decision? Should I quit acting? Oh my God, I don't know. And I just think that's an old school idea. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that idea has to be true anymore. I think maybe that was true before the internet, but I think more than anything, if you don't have a side hustle right now, you know, as we all learned in 2020, you're going to be left behind, you know, it can complement. What I learned for myself is by building the Broadway Life Coach brand, and then the Broadway Husbands brand, that it actually complemented me being an actor, it actually served me in a way where I could show up at an audition. And the casting directors would say, I loved that video you made that content was so inspiring which they would not have seen if I wasn't putting my work out into the world outside of just being a performer. So I think this misperception that somehow it's going to take away, people aren't going to take you as serious or you're somehow selling out. I just think that's an old school idea that we all have to put away. Mm, Yeah. I love that. Why does having a plan B matter so much? I mean, I, I, we all understand that, you know, following 2020, like, you got to have some sort of backup plan, but like really specifically for artists or, or creatives or really just like, why do you think it matters? I think having multiple streams of income is so important no matter who you are. 
but especially as an artist, because there are so many ups and downs and so many things out of our control. I mean, you hear older generations of actors, especially female actors out there who talk about how once you hit 40, Mm. you know, the industry treats you differently, you know, musical theater world, especially as things are evolving now, they're trying to create a more equitable place for people. You know, if you don't have something that's your own and something that you make money doing that brings you joy aside from acting, then your work is only in the hands of other people. Wow. Your purpose and your income is only in the hands of someone else deciding that they like you. And I think that confidence comes from putting, you know, serving the world, serving people, and you don't need permission from other people to do that. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful stuff. How is building a business as an artist? How is that different maybe than someone who isn't an artist or a creative type, someone who's not in these fields? How is building a business for them different? Well, I think that the trick for many artists is to not fall into a sales trap. I think that actors and artists will go watch someone who works in a business entrepreneurial space and maybe sells a product, a specific product, or maybe sells a specific service to a certain type of audience and think they need to apply that to their artistic brand. Being an artist and building a brand really requires that you merge really seamlessly your credibility and your vulnerability. Mm. You need to be able to let people connect with you as a human being in order to trust you as an artist, a creator, whatever it is you do. And I think that sometimes actors, and we all know these people, and it probably works in the business world too, who only show their skill set. And there's a lot of great actors and singers and dancers and painters out there, but they're not you. So if you're not adding that element of vulnerability and sharing who you are, the things that inspire you, maybe even your struggles, you know, and there's a big difference between personal and private, of course. But if you're not sharing both of those things equally, you're going to miss out on really building an audience long term. Mm-hmm. So what's a great place or what are your tips for just like getting started, especially for the creative types and the artists? What's a good first step to starting that second business? Well, I think look at what you already do really well. And this is why I love what Shaleen and you guys do at Marketing Impact Academy is because you really help people narrow down and see, because sometimes you're really good at something and it's just so close to you, you can't see it. But for me, my first business was, true story, I loved painting drops in college. Like when we would scenic paint sets for the shows, I loved that. And I remember at one point, 2001, 2002, I was like, I'm going to paint apartments. And for a good three years, I would carry buckets of paint around Manhattan and go paint people's apartments. And that was my first like business, right? And I got paid. I actually, Disney Theatrical hired me. And if you go to Disney Theatrical's offices, the entryway of the offices were hand-painted by me, which is really freaking cool. So I think that, you know, Find that thing that you know you're good at, even if 
you don't think you want to do it long term or you're not sure if you want to do it long term, but you know you're good at it and just start there and see what happens. I mean, I painted for a while and then I realized like being on a ladder for eight hours a day painting and then trying to do a show at night was not really conducive. Mm -hmm. So eventually it evolved into what I do now. So you never know where it will lead, but that's the best way to get started. Mm, love that. So then do you think that the side business has to be related to the art or, or the craft? I don't know that it needs to be related, but I will say it makes things a lot easier if it's somehow in the same vicinity because, you know, we manage, I manage three Instagram accounts. That's a lot of work, right? Creating content for multiple accounts can drive you crazy. So if you want to keep things easy, it can be complimentary. I learned this too. You don't need to create a separate Instagram account. You can just find a way to sprinkle in what it is you do into what you already do because it is part of who you are. And I think that again is like merging that vulnerability with your credibility can really make you stand out in a crowded market, which the you know artistic community can be very crowded. So I think being willing to just know that even if it's not in the same world, maybe you do create a separate Instagram account, but you don't post that often. But I don't think it has to be related. Mm -hmm. What do you think your biggest, and this is, you know, might be a little vulnerability question here, but what do you think your biggest failure or shortcoming, or maybe we could phrase it in a positive light, your biggest lesson that you learned over these past years of running different businesses and trying different things out? What do you think the biggest lesson learned was? Mm, oof, that's a good question. Biggest lesson learned for me, I think actually is what I was just sharing is that it doesn't have to be hard. It can be as easy as you want it to be. What I was doing for a long time and what I coach on now a lot is we overthink. We compare and we despair. We see what other people are doing and we think, well, they have a separate Instagram account and a separate thing and I need to be doing that. And we're comparing our beginning to someone else's middle. Mm -hmm. When right now it could just be super easy. What if you just add in this one thing you want to try into what you're already doing and let it just seamlessly build? It's not going to give you the impact and the high. And I think honestly, it comes from and anyone who's listening, who's an artist, you're going to totally get this we are told we're supposed to struggle as an artist. Mm. We're told it's going to be hard. The society tells us, oh, it must be so hard. <laughs> it doesn't have to be hard, right? We don't have to buy into the norms that people have taught us or told us. It can actually be as easy as you want it to be. I love that. I love that. One last final question for you, specifically about promoting, because, you know, just really tangibly, you now do a lot of work with artists who are, you know, building their business and helping them on that side. And you are a certified life coach. But we talked about earlier too, about how you don't want to get stuck in the trap of selling, right? So how have you gone about promoting the services that you offer in the other businesses that you have without getting stuck in that trap of selling? Well, I think part of it is a mindset. Part of it is understanding and reframing what promotion is. Mm. The reframe for me as an artist is that I don't promote, I invite. Love that. Everything I do is an invitation. Because what we start to do is think, 
well, we have to get people to like us. We have to get people to say yes. And if you're doing that, you're actually taking away from the one thing that people have a right to do, which is make their own decisions. If you're already making other people's minds up for them, you're actually doing a huge disservice. So I think the the trick is in making it an invitation and allowing people to decide. Our job is not to be liked. Our job is to become known. Mm. So if people know you, and it may not be a yes right now, but if you consistently continue to invite them at some point when it's a fit, they'll say yes. Love that. Awesome. Well, Brett, thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate it. Tell us, I mean, it'll all be in the show notes, but tell us all of the handles, tell us all the best places to find you. Well, if you want to have fun and see us goof around and make silly reels, come follow Broadway Husbands and our check out our podcast. So that's Broadway Husbands. And then my Instagram account is Brett Schuford. That's Brett, just like your dad with one T, Schuford. And then, of course, Stephen, you can see all of his ballet videos and some super fun content at Stephen R. Hannah. Awesome. Brett, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, happy networking. I just want to mention to those of you who are on Instagram and trying to grow your Instagram, you probably know that Brock and I did a five-day challenge. It was $27 and it was insane. We had like 5,000 people go through it and they were blown away. But what we've decided to do since then is for the very same price, offer people a 30-day experience. It's called Insta Club Hub. And it's for those of you who have a small following or a large following, you've got tons of questions about Instagram. It is everything you could possibly ever need to know about Instagram. We go live twice a month. If you miss the live, it's recorded. This is an amazing membership site where once you become a member, once you join, you can log in and like any question you have, you just type it in and it will populate an answer for you that Brock or I have created very recently. And if the answer doesn't pop up, then your question will be emailed to us and we'll either record a voicemail or a video or a written reply explaining to you how to do whatever it is. Like maybe you can't figure out how to get music on your reels or how do I get a swipe up if I don't have 10,000 followers or how do I put a link in my IGTVs? Like every question you could have, like how do I promote my products if I'm in a network marketing organization and I don't want to turn people off? How do I get new followers? Everything you could ever possibly need to know about Instagram is covered for you. You get two top Instagram experts for less than a dollar a day. Hey, I want you to check it out, okay? I know you'll love it. Go to instaclubhub.com. Again, it's instaclubhub.com. And I'd love to have you join us. 